0: The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. That's Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. By day, we're the publishers of Eckhart's Press and Chicago Author Solutions. By night, we're unappreciated husbands and fathers. And in our spare time, we're consumers of worthless information. And there's another word for that.
1: That would be minutia, Rick. M-I-N-U-T-I-A for the kids with Chicago public school educations that can't spell it. Minutia, and, and
0: we can be found on the Radio Misfits podcast network, and uh, it's radiomisfits.com. So, Dave, R- what kind of minutia you got for us this week?
1: Well, Rick, uh, speaking of spelling, uh, you know, I know you're a big fan of the Scripps Howard podcast. Um, Spelling Bee every year, of right? Of course, yes. Uh, they televise it on ESPN. Actually, you're in a Spelling Bee fantasy league, aren't you? You said you're <laughs> oh, <laughs> in. stop it! We're a podcast. We can say that all we want. Oh, uh, but you have a fantasy. You're in a fantasy league, aren't you? A yeah, uh, no, uh, I, I am not. No, league, but let's you? let's say I am. So they had the spelling bee last week. And in honor of the spelling bee, Google Trends, you know what Google Trends is, right? Yes. Um, They did this thing. They did a kind of an analysis of people finding out how to spell words on the Internet per state. And guess what word people in Massachusetts had the toughest time spelling? Uh, Wicked. (laughs) No, no. And it isn't Worcester or Peabody either. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's the word Massachusetts. You know that is a hard word to spell. It is. It is. I mean, it's no Mississippi. I have but, to look um, it up
0: every single time I write it. Every single time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it is definitely a difficult word. But when I when I looked at the story, I was intrigued by Google Trends, and what and you can go on on, on the website. It's just Google.com/slash/trends, and you can put in any phrase. And you'll get a readout as to how often that phrase is, is, is searched for. Uh, and I got a couple. You want to try them? Yeah, sure. Okay. Penis length. Oh, boy. Okay. Guess what country penis length is most searched for.
0: Is this going to be stereotypical?
1: <laughs> well, uh, not, not, not really. Um, I, well, maybe. Yes, sort of. Uh, take a shot.
0: I'm going to say somewhere in Asia.
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, get a little bit more specific. Let's say Bangladesh. It, well, India. Very good. Okay. I'll take it. How'd you know that? Uh, I'm just, it's just a guess. Um, we've got India, Pakistan, Australia, United States, Canada, United Kingdom, and Malaysia. That's your top seven in the penis length category. Um, <laughs> Number eight, I did another Donald one. Trump. Ready? Yeah, go ahead. Midget porn. Oh boy.
0: And now we, we we gotta figure out what country looks up midget yeah, porn country. the most. Um I'm gonna say uh Holland.
1: <laughs> you know what? I think that's a good guess. Uh, you know what, now that I think about it, I think I'd go Holland too. Uh South Africa number one. Really? Yeah. So <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> you know what? Uh, here's a little known fact. South Africa was actually founded by Dutch people.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> so, right. Okay. That's by actually Dutch midgets. Because
0: right? I know seriously, I went, I've, I've been to South Africa. I went to Cape Town for the World Cup and that's basically
1: a uh, Dutch city. So my guess was really close. Um, and I've been to Holland, Michigan. That's where my family used to vacation every summer. Yeah, so did mine. <laughs> <laughs> the, with the you know, hey, let's go see the wooden shoe festival. Oh, Jesus! Really? Oh, again?
0: Yeah. Oh, great! Tulips, fantastic! Yeah, whoop
1: de freaking do! <laughs> uh, so, uh, so there you have it. I mean, I think uh, if you've got a couple hours to kill, go on Google and go on their slash trends uh, site and just randomly put things in. It's you fun. Know, you know what got what got into my head
0: was when you mentioned the uh, spelling bee and, and Massachusetts. You know, in my first novel, uh, Severance, I did a lot of research about media moguls because that's what the book is about. And one of the media moguls, Sumner Redstone, is originally from Massachusetts. And there's actually a story in his autobiography that I read from cover to cover about a spelling bee that happened 70 years earlier Mm -hmm. before the book that he was still bitter about. (laughs) It's, there's like a whole chapter about this i mean he was just livid 70 years later that he felt he had gotten cheated out of the out of a spelling bee because he had spelled the word
1: conscience wrong
0: um, <laughs> which he believed had two appropriate
1: spellings i i bet he started his empire just to get back at the other kid that beat him Right? I
0: wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you should if you ever want to read a book about someone who is completely unlikable, I mean, the most unlikable human ever. And this is an autobiography. It's not a biography. It's an autobiography. He wrote it himself. He published it. Simon and Schuster, his his own publishing company, published it. And you get the feeling that the editors that work for him were sitting around going, Are you going to tell him or I'm going to tell him? Yeah. <laughs> No, i'm not telling yeah. him well i'm not yeah. telling him you know what i mean because he is yeah. that unlikable in this book i i uh, when i read the book the first time and i read the reviews the reviews were scathing <laughs> they were just like wow this guy is a dick yeah <laughs> that yeah. was a review yeah.
1: yeah you're no you know you're a prick when your autobiography is written as a prick and you don't give a shit you know exactly uh, uh, so, but, uh, but yeah, I'm um, after our podcast, I'm just going to Google search terms. Okay. You know, well, uh, we'll Google this, Google Ron Woods, new baby. Ron Wood, the uh, Rolling Stone. Papa, Papa's got a new Rolling Stone or Papa. Yes. Uh, yeah.
0: Rolling Whoa. Stone guitars, Ronnie Wood, 68 years old and his 38 year old wife, Sally Humphreys. Welcome twin baby girls Monday night. Ah.
1: Yeah, he's sixty-eight. Yeah, that's 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 Tony Randall numbers, isn't
0: it? The two new additions are their first kids together since they married in twenty twelve. The aging rocker has four adult children from previous marriages.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now uh, there are advantages to having babies this late in life, and one is uh, for your wife; uh, she can change diapers at the same time.
1: Uh, yours and the babies, exactly. Her right? <laughs> butthoom.
0: Um, but but I was thinking that we have always considered ourselves really old dads, you and I. Yeah. And imagine somebody is thirty years older than we were when our kids were born. That's, thirty years older, you already get called grandpa when you go to the uh, to the playground with your kids.
1: Oh, I uh, museum of science and industry. We were there just uh, I don't know last last winter, and the lady. Um, in the cafeteria did, uh, you know, oh, you've got beautiful grandchildren. (laughs) It's like, yeah, 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 uh, uh, it's, oh, and I, the the thing with being also, and I, you've probably found, found this out as well, parents, other parents of your, of your kids, they're not as old as us, nearly, they're like 10, 15, 20 years, and, and, and I'll make references to popular culture, like, I might flop out a Petticoat Junction reference or something, you know? Uncle Joe yeah, moving
0: kind of totally slow.
1: Yeah, totally over their heads. In fact, once we were at a um we were at an Asian restaurant with a bunch of Lila's um, and Lila's my oldest, so I'm not even that old on that one. Um it was a parent like a parent outing uh, with all the kids and we went to an Asian restaurant and one of the, the mothers next to me who couldn't be more than thirty or thirty-five, um said, do you like Asian food? And I go, yeah. When I, I really fell in love with Asian food, when I was stationed overseas during Nam. And she didn't say, oh, didn't chuckle. She goes, oh, my father was in Vietnam. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> right now, now I, we're
0: uh, old, but you're born in 1963. In order to have served in Vietnam,
1: <laughs> right, right. I was I would have been four or five. <laughs> yeah, I know, but 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 to this lady, I was lumped into the. The the Vietnam veteran category, just like her dad. Ouch. You know, so, well, Ouch. that was awesome. that was really that was very cool, too.
0: We just had so. a soccer tryouts. You know, Sean's Sean's team. He plays for Green White Soccer Club and I'm on the board of directors and Sean is 13. He's my youngest. I've got a 20 year old and an 18 year old. Sean is 13, but he's the one that plays soccer. And so I, one of my jobs was checking in all the moms and kids as they were coming in. And now there are kids that are like six years old that are trying out for the club. And one of the mothers, I started talking to her, realized, I realized that she was 25
1: years old. Yeah. Right. I could be her father. You could even be her gr- well, grandfather. Well. No, 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 no. Let's no, not get that's- crazy. But I could be her father. I could be the
0: father of somebody who's registering a kid that's just a few years younger than my own son.
1: Yeah. Oh, without question. And But, the, you know, that woman isn't going to have the the joy of putting a kid in a backseat car seat and having your back go out for like six days, <laughs> you know, or, or getting kicked in the the crotch. Well, I guess that really doesn't matter because of age, but the recovery time much, much longer once you hit once you hit 50.
0: I actually addressed this in Father Knows Nothing, my
1: book. I have tips in there for old dads. We should send it to uh, Ron Wood. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, with the Balding Handbook, not for Ron Wood. That man still has a hell of a head of hair at 68. No, that's true. Uh, Yeah, all the stones do. Well, um,
0: But they're also about the size of a baby themselves. I've met Ron Wood. He was about 5'2 on a good day with heels. He's he's like the smallest, speaking of midget porn. I mean, he is, he's right there. 5'2 uh, tops. Well, what's Jagger? Jagger can't be that tall either, or is he? No, he's like 5'6 or something like that. They're all, they're all munchkins. They're tiny, tiny people.
1: You know what we should do is next time they're in town, let's just go kick their ass.
0: <laughs> we
1: could totally take them. Yeah, yeah come, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Although uh, I don't want to mess
0: with Keith Richards.
1: <laughs> oh, come on. What could he do?
0: He's got some sort of like uh, deal with the devil, some sort of pact that, uh, that I'd rather not mess with
1: yeah. cockroach porn or cockroach porn, cockroach blood. Yeah. You know, uh, he's, he's going to survive the nuclear explosion <laughs> and we're all gonna, we're all gonna die. Exactly. So what else you got for us? Minutiae well, wise? Rick, this, this comes out of Texas and I don't think we've done a podcast yet without a story from Texas. Have we? I don't know.
0: Um, uh, wait before you start. Does it also yeah. include trailers?
1: Uh, you know what? Uh, yes, it does. You know, but, oh, my God. Uh, that is funny. It does. I didn't know until you just said that. But, yes, it does. Very good. Uh, so, oh, wait, wait.
0: Homes. Uh, what's that?
1: They're called mobile homes, not trailers. Oh, I'm They're sorry. Mobile.
0: Yes, mobile homes. And what about guns? Are guns involved?
1: Uh, <laughs> yes. There's a, <laughs> right. There's a mobile home. There's marijuana. And there's guns. Okay. And wake it's, and it's, and, and, and Waco. It's near Waco too.
0: Oh well, do tell. I want to hear this one. All
1: right, this happened um, uh, last week. It appears, and the the headline is "stoned man calls cops after mistaking dog bite for gunshot wound."
0: <laughs> I forgot dogs. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Exactly right. Dogs, mobile homes, <laughs> marijuana, and Texas. Uh, so, oh my God. this guy, which they do not mention what the guy's name is. Uh, evidently it was it was a bad thunderstorm. Uh, he was getting high on his porch of his mobile home. Mobile homes have porches. I don't know the stoop of the mobile home or whatever. Um, and he calls the police because he feels that he got shot in his left buttock while sitting on the porch. So he calls the cops and the cops come. The, the Grossbeck Police Department uh, comes. And this is the tweet that the department, the police department tweeted after this all happened. To quell the rumor concerning a reported shooting today, I want to offer this brief explanation. We responded to a report of a shooting at a local mobile home park. Officer Cox (laughs) arrived at scene, Urine and and was flagged down by a male who stated he believed he'd been shot in the left buttock while sitting on a porch. During the course of the investigation, it was determined that the victim – in parentheses, has been smoking marijuana on the porch of the thunderstorm as the thunderstorm passed through the area. The loud thunder scared one of the dogs, causing it to nip the victim in the left
0: buttock. Wow. How high do you have to be?
1: (laughs) That is some good Waco pot right there. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right. So he believed he'd been shot and subsequently called the police. So, um, yeah, that is... (laughs)
0: First that of all, is- your first thought is that you've been shot. Wait, what kind of a trailer park is this?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Evidently, totally not a not not a high end of uh, Waco uh, mobile home or mobile trailer park. Uh, now, I've been high. Right. I- I've
0: read about people being
1: high. Right. Okay. I've been stoned once or twice, um, and I've you know, and I've been pretty good in stoned. Now, in this guy's defense, I think marijuana now is like. 20 times stronger than it was when we were in the 80s when and, we were and stationed. it's legal now in some uh, places but probably not it, in texas no probably never because this guy he'll never be legal in texas now um and i've been stoned and i you know i started to think back at some of the kind of wacky things and stupid things that we did when um when we were high and first of all i got nothing like this no. i'm not even close to nothing like this but all of my things um revolve around food uh <laughs> yeah, that, that's what happens when you're high yeah and and i remember and you may have even been there and i i don't know how we did this or or what possible thought process it came but we had a big jar of peanut butter okay uh-huh do you remember this no, uh, no and, i don't and i know scott was there and we would dip <laughs> this is so ridiculous we would stick we would stick our fingers in the peanut butter, and then we would put it in our mouths, our, our own mouths. We're not, we weren't weird. We didn't put it in the other guy's mouth. And we would take the peanut butter and, we're, and we would <laughs> remo- remove our, I, I, I'm demonstrating, so we would remove the finger. And if you did it just right, the peanut butter would make it, it would look like a little beak of a bird. Okay. And we called this peanut butter. Wow, bird. Wow. That yeah. is high. Wow. and then what we would do is like and then and we would we would do this and then we would name the birds that was that that the, the the little beaky bird because if you <laughs> got it just right and your two your front teeth hit it just exact and made like two little eyes so they really <laughs> did look like birds I, I, I was definitely not there for that <laughs> Uh, and 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 we would make you know we would we would, we would name them, oh, that's a double breasted horned snowcock or whatever, you know, and we did this for hours. I mean, it was it was so much fun. Uh, wow. now, th- that, th- could- that is our level of marijuana stories. No gunshots, you know, no no police were involved in the making of that story.
0: Just say no, kids. All right. We'll go to the next segment. Our, our uh, weekly uh, dip into Chicago Cubs minutia. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. And we call it Just One Bad Century because of my website, justonebadcentury.com, in which I have chronicled the Cub Geekness to end all Cub Geekness. Now, it's not, I actually got an email about this. There aren't a lot of stats on the site, Dave. Uh, okay. Because I don't really care about stats. For me, it's all about the stories. The minutiae. The minutiae, yes. That's, okay. that's the interesting stuff for me. And so, of course, this week, as you well know, is this, this is the anniversary of Sergeant Pepper coming out.
1: Oh, my God, this is, a perfect sto- this is a perfect storm of your dorkiness, Beatles and Cubs. Exactly.
0: Oh, okay. And so what anyone would want to know when they found out that it was the anniversary of Sergeant Pepper's release is, you know, how did the Cubs do on that day? So I did some investigative work and I found out that the Cubs uh, won that day. They beat the uh, Cincinnati Reds and Billy Williams had one of the best games of his life. He had two homers and drove in six runs nice
1: nice what uh, to, the, to to bring the cubs what 32 games under 500 was or 67
0: was? that was like tell me if this uh, sounds familiar they were just on the cusp they had all these great young <laughs> players they were just on the cusp of winning it all what could possibly and over the next on, six right? years they kept that core together and each year they almost <laughs> got there
1: <laughs> uh, but that's not going to happen this year no
0: right? not this time not Go this work. time
1: around. Uh, but Sergeant but, Pepper, probably my favorite album cover. One of my favorite albums.
0: Well, covers, see, I I'm glad you mentioned that because I actually pulled out the album cover today because um, I was looking at. It. This is the first album I ever owned, Sergeant Pepper. My uh, my aunt uh, Trudy gave it to me for my eighth birthday, and it is worn. So I still have the uh, I still have the vinyl here. I was looking mm-hmm. at it, and I always remember staring at this cover. Trying to figure out who all these people were. Now, now we're getting into minutiae here, but mm-hmm. there are something like 90 photographs that are all spliced together uh, on the cover. And I looked up who was on that cover. Okay, I've I've got uh, I've got the list here, and I would like to quiz you. See if you can guess which one was not on the cover. Okay, okay. Right?
1: Now this is 1960, 67. What year? Oh, when I was in Nam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, all right, well, so, so I'm probably not going to get this, but okay,
0: all right. Uh, try to remember it in your head. You know, they've got the, uh, the marching band outfits. And, and there's the, wax figures
1: of them, right? I mean, they're figures. like, they're like yes. statues and stuff, right? Right,
0: right. Okay. One right. of these people was, or one of these things was not on the cover of Sgt. Pepper, okay? A, Fred Astaire. B, Pete Best, former Beatle. C, mm-hmm. a hookah. Or D, Shirley Temple. All
1: right, well, uh, a hookah, one of those was not. I'm pretty sure. One of those was not on the cover. Okay, well, the hookah, they were all into the Indian mysticism, so I'm going to say hookah's probably on there. Yes. Fred, Fred Astaire, yeah, I would think that's, I would say Fred Astaire is okay. Um, what were the other two? Uh, Pete Best or Shirley Temple. <laughs> I love the Pete Best. Yeah, did they fire Pete Best? They did. Yes. Uh, right. Now, that would have been awesome to put him on the. On the hey, what are you doing now, Pete? Yeah, we got an album. You're on our album cover. Congratulations. Uh, I'd have to say Pete Best. Yeah, probably.
0: that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Pete Best, not on the album. um So, I got one more for you. All right. These okay. are, and if you want to see, by the way, Wikipedia lists all of the people that are on there, if you ever want to look it up. There's, there's some really interesting ones. And here are four more possibilities. One okay. of these is not on the cover, right? A, Stu Sutcliffe, former Beatle. Okay. B, Johnny Weissmuller, Tarzan. Lane Tech alum. Lane Tech alum, yep. Okay. C, Frank Sinatra, singer. Okay. Or D, Snow White. One of those is I, not on the
1: cover. Stuart Sutcliffe, he died of like a brain hemorrhage or something, right? Yes, he did. Okay, I'm going to say he was on it as a homage. You're, uh, you're correct. Uh, Johnny Weissmuller Tarzan, pretty popular in the 60s. He and was. And of course, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he was Tarzan, right? Is that the six, 50s, 60s, right? I think
0: it was in the 30s.
1: Was it really? Yeah. Uh, You know, I he just. I, I, I can't remember the cover, but it sounds—it sounds like Johnny Weiss. Well, I'm gonna give—I'm gonna give it to John. I'm gonna say Johnny was on there. Um, Frank Sinatra, and what was the fourth? Snow White. I'm gonna say Frank Sinatra was. Wow, not. you're good. You yeah, are uh, good. Because uh, they had Fred Astaire, you don't need another guy there. Yeah,
0: but Frank Sinatra—you'd think, you know—that would tie in. That they they. They picked out all of their heroes. You'd you'd figure that that one would go in there, but apparently well, you're too smart you know what, for me.
1: What pisses you know what pisses me off on that album cover? I mean, they missed a lot of great names from the '60s, like you know Don Adams. Get smart. He wasn't on there. True. Uh, you know neither of the neither of the Darrens. Dick your Dick or Dick sergeant. sergeant. No, neither of them. Would it would it have killed them to put an Uncle Joe from Petticoat Junction on there, maybe? That, you know? Now I or, get that reference. Uh well, yeah, you do. The, <laughs> the lady next to me wouldn't have. No. Uh so uh but yeah, I uh, I think they they totally missed their they should reissue it. Or the two that are still alive should reissue it with 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 real with 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 current current people, don't you think? Uh uh.
0: Um. Note to self, send a memo to uh, the Beatles and see if they want to do that. It is now time for another segment, and uh, this one's called Celebrity Potpourri. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture, collection, selection, assemblage, medley, assortment, variety. Time now
1: for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave.
0: So Celebrity Potpourri works this way. I have written down the names of every celebrity that I've met in my long radio career as a producer for a Stephen Geary's show and John Records' Landecker show and, and ver- my various different shows. Dave loves hearing these stories, so I wrote all their names down and put them in a bowl, and each week Dave randomly selects a name for me, and I have to tell that I, story.
1: I got it right here. One of my favorite comedians, uh, politically incorrect, Bill Maher.
0: Oh, wow, Bill Maher. Okay, so this one goes back to, um, I'm going to say, 1994. I, I have to set the stage on this one because to, to really understand what happened in this uh, interview, you have to understand where, where we were coming from. That was shortly after I started with John Landecker on, on WJMK, uh-huh. and that station had never had a morning show before. They just played oldies all day. And they wanted to have a, uh, like a real morning show come in to, to spruce it up and, and make people more passionate about the station. And I was brought in as the producer to create this show. So the first few months, they let us do pretty much what we wanted to do, thinking that we knew what we were doing. And <laughs> the, the ratings completely tanked. Mm. We went from having really strong ratings, because people like their oldies, to having no ratings at all yeah
1: yeah, that's gotta that's gotta be a pretty lousy feeling
0: (laughs) it's not a good feeling um but i i did know what i was doing because i had worked on other big shows and i knew what what we needed to do to create that but unfortunately we had to lose the listeners of people who wanted nothing in the morning (laughs) in order to attract the other kind of audience in and it was right around this time and the and the management at the station was panicking. They were yeah. panicking like they had made the biggest mistake of their lives and they were paying us a ton of money to yeah. do this show. And anytime we talked for more than like 30 seconds, they went nuts. They they <laughs> they they completely went crazy. And when we had celebrity interviews in particular, they hated those. They hated celebrity <laughs> interviews. Because it was, you know, five, six minutes right, of right, consecutive right. talking. Well, this is when Bill Maher shows up, right as this is happening. And Bill Maher is a, a very funny comedian. He was at the top of the world at that time doing the show Politically Incor- Incorrect. Yeah. It, but he's also kind of a dick.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, and, yeah.
0: And he's not a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> right he's a comedian these guys stay up late at night and and yeah, yeah, yeah. we had him on at six forty in the morning that oh, was so. the time slot that we had him booked
1: was it in an in studio in studio yes yeah okay all right.
0: so i greet him at the door and i can tell he's a little crabby i bring him into the uh the green room and and we're just discussing the show and i'm giving him a little uh feedback on what john is all about and i hear in the hallways the general manager of the station screaming as he hears John promoting yeah promoting this uh I'm going to swear here so I'm that's everybody. okay it's okay. podcast it's yeah. fine uh I hear him screaming who the fuck is <laughs> Bill maher who gives a fuck <laughs> a, a <Bill> maher? <laughs> can I get you a coffee mr bar <laughs> and and he's looking me right in the eye he looks at me and goes did I just hear that? I said, "Yeah, I'm sorry." And then I tried to explain to him what was going on. I said, "But don't worry. John is going to be fine. Uh, you know, he knows what we're doing and and the show will be fine." <laughs> well, I walk in, I walk in to tell John that Bill Maher has arrived and John goes, "Did you just hear that in the <laughs> hall?" And he heard yeah. it through the the pane of glass.
1: Sorry.
0: Through uh, the uh, you know, two-way window thing. He heard it all the way down the hall. Yeah. He goes, well, I we got to make this a quick interview. It's got to go fast, fast, fast. Like, well, I said he's a comedian. He right. he does stories and stuff. He goes, well, I don't care. I don't feel like getting yelled at today.
1: <laughs> right. So you so you wake this guy up at six thirty in the morning. You have him come downtown to the studio and go forty five seconds.
0: You know that's not going to work. So I bring him into the studio, and John says, uh, says to him, Hey, so what's your favorite Beatles song? <laughs> he decides that the only way to keep the general manager from Killing Us was to talk about oldies. Yeah, sure, sure. And Bill Maher looks at him and goes, what is this? What kind of a show <laughs> am I on? Like, why do you even have me on? Of course I like the Beatles. Who doesn't like the Beatles? This is stupid.
1: <laughs>
0: and
1: that,
0: That's cool. ladies and gentlemen, is my Bill Maher story.
1: <laughs> uh, d- 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 how, how long was the interview?
0: I, it was about – Three minutes long and after it was over i walked him out and he's like that was a clusterfuck <laughs> uh, good great. morning everybody uh, sorry for the uh potty mouth but in yeah. order to tell the story correctly i felt i had to do it
1: um well i th- i think that's that's my favorite so far of the four or five that we've done so far <laughs> i love i love awkward awkwardness <laughs> awkward minutia, and that is the perfect awkward minutia story <laughs>
0: Well, if you like uh, Minutia Men, uh, be sure to tell a friend about it. We're available online at RadioMisfits.com. You can follow us on Twitter. And Dave, aren't you the Twitter
1: guy? I am the Twitter guy, and I think I'm tweeting. I've got like a 3.5 tweeting per week average lately. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and – oh, before I forget, and I don't know why I'm just thinking of this right now – I've got a guilty pleasure on the Radio Misfits Network. Um, it's this dishing Misfits <laughs> podcast. Yes. Um, and the reason I'm thinking of it as we're you know, closing up here, uh, they did a thing last week on penis sizes and huh. like sizes of the, the people that they've dated. Uh, so we talked about penis sizes, and they talk about penis sizes. Oh,
0: it's, it's synergy.
1: That's- it, it is. Uh, I mean, obviously, their show is fiction because they said it mattered, which we all know it doesn't.
0: Did they really say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> you know what? Screw them. I'm not listening to their goddamn show anymore. No, don't
0: screw them because it, it
1: matters. <laughs> uh, so but but yes, Dishing Missing. Well, we've got a ton of great, great shows on this network
0: radiomisfits.com dot so, uh, Yes, please, please check them out. We uh, also would like to uh, thank a few people, uh, especially our executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions and Ed Silla, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. To find out more about Rick and Dave, we have some uh, some websites you can check out that uh, we use for our uh, real lives, our our uh, professional lives. That's Eckhartspress com, And if you'd like to reach us uh, via email, you can at MinutiaMenPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll be back again next week, Dave, for another episode of...
1: <laughs> Different- oh, am I supposed to say Minutia Men? I thought that was part... Of, I thought that, See, uh, let the listeners know I can't hear any of the jingles. I yeah. thought that you were, you were going to go right into the Minutia Men jingle.
0: You know what I, what I love? This is our, was this our fifth episode. And <laughs> yeah, you, and I don't remember you, that. You have blown it
1: every time. You're five well. for five. <laughs> okay, I you know ended, what? I ended the listener tune in way. next week because I am going to nail that end. I'm <laughs> going to nail the are. ending.
0: I'm betting you right now you're not going to nail it. I, this you is the what? fifth time I've, <laughs> I've introduced it exactly the
1: same way every time, and all five times you've blown it. Hey, you know what? Don't get all hissy with me. Didn't you hit the wrong buttons like five times last episode? Okay,
0: well that's a good point. All right. Another edition of Minutia Man coming next week. The preceding
1: was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes,
0: Stitcher Radio,
1: and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank
1: you. This has been a presentation of Ol' Pie Productions.
0: Tony, can you shut up? Who the fuck? fuck is Bill Maher? Who gives a fuck about Bill Maher?